Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 54 of the Project Tech Gaming Podcast. I'm your host for this week, Kelvin Rolone, and I'm joined by co-host Robert Garcia. If you're new to the show, we are the podcast that discusses the latest gaming news. Before we get into the news this week, Rob, how was your week? It was pretty good. Pretty low-key. Not, nothing too crazy going on. Okay. Uh, didn't really play too many games, new games, honestly, as okay. much as I would like to, but been playing a lot of League, played a little bit of Halo. Oh, actually, started picking up Apex again. That was fun. How was it? I haven't. I didn't try it because I was a little tired yesterday. But it's hard. <laughs> yeah. But me and Caleb are yeah. Me our buddy Caleb. We uh we we teamed up and we got second place. Are you serious? Yeah. Good for you. Holy shit. Okay. I think when we played, we never. I mean, it, it was rare when we got into second place. I think we only won. Maybe like twice. Once or twice. Oh, yeah, that was it. It's a hard it, game. It's a hard game. It's a very hard game. It's not just shooting people. You have to like make sure you're using your abilities. And there's like a bunch of new characters. I I had like I bought like a cool skin for one of these new characters, and I was okay. like, what? I didn't know I had all this money, but yeah, definitely pick it up because it's it, it's fun. I want to try get to get back into it. I was talking to you a little bit earlier where I I do feel like I'm missing that battle royale feeling because of course people, if you don't know, we kind of stopped playing warzone right so yeah i'm, I'm missing that that kind of empty void right now in my heart i'm like i need a battle royale and i mean sure i can get back into apex i can get back to back Fortnite or anything like that but I, I want something new i want something different i don't know i'm just i need that void to be filled you know something something on the list here for news might fill that void maybe we'll see we'll see of course ladies and gentlemen we are going to talk about the roundup of the week so let's get right into it the first one today is rainbow six extraction impressions so rainbow six extraction released thursday and is sitting at a metacritic store score right now of 72 at the time of this recording um so you face off against an alien threat and your job is to pick from 18 rainbow six operators quote assemble a quote a squad and co-op of up to three operators or go solo each operator has a specific set of, of weapons and abilities to learn, improve, and master, and improve through a new progression system. So that was just kind of like the synopsis of the game. Now, here are some of the quotes from some of the reviewers who got actual hands-on impressions of the game. Uh, this is from IGN, who gave it a 7 out of 10. Quote, Rainbow Six Extraction brings some great new ideas to the venerable first-person shooter as it morphs to a sci-fi co-op game but it doesn't distinguish itself quite enough to stand out on its own merits. Another quote here, this is from Polygon, Extraction's grinding is more or less rewarding than a clicker game. Its best asset is the underlying mechanics, which makes for a solid shooter if you can find the right group of friends which, for, with which to play it. In the end, it's not much more than a way to kill time until something more interesting arrives. So Rob, what do you think? I mean, we haven't gotten to play the game yet, but we will. And so far, it kind of sits where it kind of like where exactly where you're thinking about this game would be. What do you think? I never really was a big fan of this game when it was shown during, I think, E3. I kind of thought it looked like an add-on. It didn't seem like a full-fledged game. So that, to me, seeing the reviews, I'm like, yeah, well, that's what it is. It's, it seems like a freaking DLC that you could have just paid for. I did you, there is one thing I did like is that it puts a lot of emphasis on team, where you really need to communicate with your team member to to to, to beat the game essentially to to win. But is is this more of like is this kind of like almost like a horde in a sense? I think so. That's the vibe I'm getting, at least especially with the um, trailers yeah. that we've seen. So yeah, I think so. So I don't know it like specifically for for me. I don't know if I really enjoy the horde type gameplay. I. The only thing that's really appealing to me for this game is the Rainbow Six aspect to it, right? The way that Rainbow Six plays, mm. and they're adding kind of like this horror, horror, sci-fi side to it, which to me, is that enough to to reel me in to play this? Right. I don't know. I, again, the, the gotcha was the communication part. I'm like, oh, like you have to work for your team. But sometimes people don't want to work with their teams. They just want to run a gun and just like shoot things and... That it seems like if people do that, that leads to a bad experience for everyone else because you're just gonna lose. Right. I mean, with that, I'd say this is not the game for you, right? I mean, if that's what the if that's the type of game that you want to play, then this might not be it. Um, 
I, I, I agree. I like the co-op aspect to it. The fact that you can kind of customize your operators and go solo. There's about 18 of them that you can kind of pick from. So that's cool. And you're customizing them with new abilities and learning how to improve on them. Like, that's really cool. I think it's weird because I've heard mixed reactions based off of what the websites are saying as opposed to people that are playing and actually streaming the game. Um, so a lot of people are, are actually enjoying the game quite fondly of it. Um, I think the biggest criticism that I'm seeing as a whole is that there's not a lot of longevity with it. I feel like there's they're they're not sure how how long this game will last until it gets really stale. Right. I just think this these are one of the this is one of those games where it's hot for like the week or two it comes out and then the next big thing comes out and everyone forgets about it. And which for me kind of seems to be the tale of a lot of Rainbow Six games minus obviously Rainbow Six Vegas, but like you think of all the Ghost Recons, they get released and I can't tell you which was the last Ghost Recon that was released because I feel like everyone's hyped about like, oh my god, new Ghost Recon, yeah, yeah, and then it comes out and everyone's like, all right, well, I'm done. I, the exception would also be the Division. Division has a very big, big uh, fan following. Oh, for sure, yeah, and Division Two just as big too. Um, yeah, I think. No, but that's not Tom Clancy, is it? No, that's Ubisoft. No, Ubisoft. No. I mean, yeah, they're both Ubisoft, right? But it's not yeah, part yeah, of the Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy. Oh, yes, it is. Tom Clancy. Is, is it? Yes, I think I'm mistaken. Hang on. Um, yeah, I think as far as oh, division they wrote like actual division. Yeah, Tom Clancy's division. Yeah, so it is, is okay. I was right. I was. I was taking against myself, but yeah. So you compare it to something like that, and I, I the, the more you see that, you're just like, I feel like I'm just playing this game just to get the Rainbow Six vibe. Yeah, and then we're gonna like gloss over it. Do you see yourself playing this game for months to a year? No. I don't know. I mean, again, it's 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 hard to tell right now. It just came out, so we have to see what they are hopefully hopefully giving out to the players for DLC and stuff like that. Again, this is kind of like a DLC in itself, I feel like, right? It's part of the Rainbow Six Siege extraction like or a Rainbow Six Siege like, you know, world that it's trying to build on. So, I think they have something cool here with the the co-op aspect to it, but I just don't know how long it's going to last. They just have to, you know, see what they can do. I mean, from what I understand from everybody else, the game is decent. It's it's right now, like I said, seven seven point two on Metacritic, so it's not a terrible game. It's just there's some things that kind of you know bring the score down. And I think the the main thing is that the mechanics are really good. You know, the, the gameplay itself feels good. Um, the uh, progression system feels good. So those are key components to any game that kind of keep people engaged and keep people wanting to play, keep playing the game. So they have something here. They just got to build upon it. That's all. You know, this reminds me of what's that? This is like the Metal Gear Survive for the Rainbow Six games. That's no, that's what it reminds me of. Not, that's I'm just saying, no. like the vibe I'm getting from it. Obviously, the gameplay is probably a lot, you know, more like precise and. And it's better, sure. But that's kind of like like the spinoffy part of it, sure, sure. Of, of yeah, survive. but I don't know that survive was just despicable. I, I feel like that was a pretty, really cash grab game. This just seems like they put a little bit more effort into it. And I mean, we'll see. I, I'm gonna try. I mean, are you are you gonna play it with me? Like, I hope I would hope so, right? <laughs> like, are you gonna try? Uh, it well, you have to you have to buy it, right? It's not. It's forty bucks. I think it's on Game Pass. You don't. You sure it's on Game Pass? I don't know if it's on Game Pass. I'll have to double check, but I think you have to buy it, and then once you buy it, you have to uh, pay the pay the no. The person who you're playing with, you can invite two people, and it's free. Is it for oh. the people that are playing? I think you have to pay for it. Rainbow Six Extraction available now with Game Pass. Gather your oh. team, play with Ubisoft. Wait, wait, play with Game Game Pass and Ubisoft connect yeah but don't you have to like pay for ubisoft uh, i thought you did yeah i think so but i don't know i'm saying here rainbow six extraction is available now on xbox one xbox series x x and s pc and with game xbox game pass and pc game pass so it's it's making me download ubisoft connect right now Ooh. um so there's definitely something to do with Ubisoft's launcher. I don't know if you have to be part of their membership. Because remember how Xbox said yeah. they're going to be joining up with Ubisoft, but yep. it's not going to be like EA where like you get access. You have to like pay a separate subscription 
for yep. Ubisoft games. I'm looking right now. It's 40 bucks if you want to get it now on Game Pass. So, yeah, I don't think it is technically free. I think you have to buy the game for 40 bucks in order for you to actually play the game, which fucking sucks. Well, yeah, I'm saying I think it's free if you have that Ubisoft integration with yeah. Game Pass. That sucks. Yeah. That's really dumb. That's a that's yeah. a bummer. So if I but now I'm saying now that you have to pay for it, you're gonna buy it? No, oh well, no, I thought this was something yeah, that you can, yeah, you can play thought. on Game all Pass. Right, all right, all right. You know what I mean? All like right. if that was something that I could just play off of Game Pass, then absolutely I would try and see how it is. But I'm not gonna spend forty bucks on that. That's yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like that's I, I I'm not gonna spend forty bucks in a game that I might stick with. Yeah. Whereas you have games like Apex and Halo where it's free and they're freaking amazing. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a pass for me. Sorry about that. Well, uh, on to n- <laughs> news number two here. <laughs> uh, Halo Infinite is hiding a battle royale mode? Question mark. So last month, 343 Industries added a new Slayer and Fiesta mode. They also added a few that were visible when playing offline. One of those modes were was called attri- attrition. Attrition? Am I saying attrition. that right? Attrition. Yeah. Which was described as an elimination game mode with revives and shrinking safe. I heard that. I heard it's a really cool game mode. Um. Anyways, uh, so will we see the day of light? Will we see the light of day for a battle royale mode, Rob? What do you think? Well, it says it right there. Attrition. It says it's an eliminate elimination game mode with revise and shrinking safe zone. That sounds like a battle royale to me, or at least a take on a battle royale. It's getting there, right? I feel like it's it's kind of forming into one. Yeah. So I I think Halo will probably do the battle royale thing. let's fucking go you know what i mean i've been saying this I, since I think, day one dude it's gonna have a battle royale mode at some point i think, think it's gonna do it like this summer mm, no no because remember they still have to uh roll out a lot of the stuff that people are still waiting for for halo right which is what was it they were they were waiting for two modes that didn't come out yet right that's oh like co-op mode right that's one of them yeah co-op needs to come out still and then yeah. the so other one like they're... the building the map the map builder one i forget the name of it but so that's gonna I, I think that i can see that happening maybe sometime next year honestly um again i think that's something that they've played or dabbled around with in the midst of of making Halo Infinite, but they were like, you know what? Let's hold off. Let's kind of put more resources on the story mode and the multiplayer mode right now, and and kind of see where we are when this game releases. Right? I don't see this being a bad thing for Halo. Like again, I'm telling you, there needs to be if they if they implemented a battle royale mode for Halo, I think it would be it would blow the fuck up. Like it would be something that people would really gravitate towards, especially Halo fans. Like. Halo fans, I know they are very kind of sentimental when it comes protective, right? When it comes to like their story mode and their multiplayer mode. Like I get that, but that's not going away. It's not going anywhere. You know what I mean? Like they still have that option to play. But there's an added bonus that you can play, you know, Battle Royale, just like Warzone. Same thing. So I can see this really taking off if they implement it correctly. And oh my God, I'm gonna be in that shit. Cause I can imagine a, a fantastic battle royale mode for Halo for sure i think that's the key for it they have to implement it correctly without damaging that legacy you know because it is a very very special game in a lot of people's hearts you know they they are very used to a certain way of how it plays now it's like well now you're doing a cop out and you're trying to make a battle royale again look at call of duty right now call Mm -hmm. of duty did the whole vanguard thing and it's and it didn't do enough. But then you have a game like Apex where they're constantly updating it. They're giving you new characters. They're they're doing all that. So they are like the premier battle royale, in my opinion. Um, and I hope Halo follows more of like the Apex route versus the, the COD route. Yeah. Um, just because of like how much care needs to be put into the skins you release, the character models, um, how you're doing the updates, what what's... What part of the map are you and how, how frequently are you changing the map? How are you dropping in? It can't just be like exactly copy and paste like the other Battle Royales, if that makes sense. So then what do you think will have that Battle Royale stand out amongst the other, you know, 10, 15 other Battle Royales? I'm making, you know, I'm exaggerating here. But what do you think what they would do to actually distinguish themselves from the others? I think it needs to really feel like you're in a, like in a war 
as a Spartan, and they have to make you kind of feel like a Spartan. You know, that, that you don't want to feel like a weak, like, I'm just dropping in, I can only die once, because in Halo, you respawn, right? Like, always, you've always be able to respawn, whereas this, it almost makes you, it makes a Spartan feel weak, because you have one life, and that's it, and you have your shield. Like, are, are you going to automatically start with shield, or are you going to have to get the shield? Yeah. And does the shield, a big thing about Halo is the gameplay, your your shield recharges. Mm-hmm. So are, is that just like, are we just always going to have a shield when we drop in or we have to pick it up? And if we pick it up, that's not Halo. So that's that's just my take on it. It's 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 not as easy as copying pasting like the other ones. Yeah, we will have to see, man, how they implement that if they do implement this, because it is going to be fascinating to see exactly what they do to really distinguish themselves from the other Battle Royale games, but also keep it fresh and also keep it um, consistent with what Halo really is so that fans don't get upset, right? Right. And and again, I feel like 343 Industries finally got to a place where everyone trusts them now. Right. Like, okay, you know, you know what you're doing. I think they should tread lightly when creating this thing because they just got to everyone's good graces about like you, you did, we, you got the, we got the halo that we wanted from you. Right. You finally did it, you know? Yeah. But so. I also have confidence in them because they can, they've proven to us that they can make a good halo game. So I don't think if they, if this is happening, if a battle royal is happening, I can't imagine them actually doing this without actually knowing what they're doing, you know? Again, they're in everyone's good grace. So if they fuck this up, they fuck this up. You know what I mean? And it's like no going back on that. So they know that. I, I think they know that. So they have to really make sure that they do this battle royale, quote unquote, justice. Right. I would love a battle royale for Halo, but I'm very skeptical of it. I'm very, very skeptical. And I think if they pull it off correctly, then it's going to be amazing. But it can go horribly wrong very fast. So right again, this this new battle royale mode, oh, this new mode that they're doing that they've implemented, that doesn't mean that they are making a battle royale mode. This is just us speculating. This is just us making sure that you know we kind of that sounds like the battle royale mode is what they're calling it is attrition. I don't think so. I don't think that's. I don't think that's exactly what it is. No way, because they would have flat out said revives. They would have flat out said it's a battle royale mode. That's not it. A hundred percent. But I don't know. I don't think so. Don't it would have been called like a battle royale some, to me. It, I don't know, man. I, I I highly doubt it. But it is a, a a sense of a battle royale mode, sort of, because of the whole reviving system and stuff like that. But I can see them going full off, oh, like full fledged, like, hey, let's make this battle royale. They already have the map. They already have the you know like the Spartans to play with. It's just a matter of how they implement it. I'm telling you, man. I, I was right. They will. They will do. It. They will definitely do a battle royale for sure. I can I can see. I will. It. Hold your breath until they do. Yep, right. until they do it. So, news number three here: uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus Pokemon leak. So, I mean, this game is coming out next week, and we are start- starting to see a bunch of leaks come out from the type of Pokemon forms that are in the game. Obviously, we're not going to go into sp- uh, spoiler territory here, but we have seen this- the leaks. And Rob, what what do you think of these leaks? What do you think? You're since you're the Pokemon expert alongside kevin uh what do you think again i don't want to spoil anything from what i have read based on people already playing the game i'm hearing mostly positive things about the game really okay good yes positive things about the game nothing revolutionary though Mm. they say it's it's good it's i'm having fun doing what, what i'm supposed to be doing but what I did hear that the battle system is very simple. Like the, you know how they kind of changed it where they had like the the speed the speed attacks and the, and the power attacks or yeah. I forget how they they call it. They say it doesn't really change much of the gameplay that much. Mm. Um, so that's why I'm kind of like, oh man, that, that kind of sucks. But you, so is it still kind of in the same vein as the previous Pokemon games where it's feels kind of easy, kind of like a no challenge expected. I'm hearing or? the opposite. I'm hearing that it's a lot harder. Really? That's what I like to hear. Yeah, yeah. So when I saw it, I was like, yes, make it hard. Because the Pokemon yes, tried to actually hard. attack you as a person, as a human. Okay. So, so that's what makes it challenging? Apparently, yeah. That's what's making it. Like, apparently, you have to like 
in order for you to catch a Pokemon, it's not just like you throw a Pokeball and you capture them. You have to do specific events to actually catch them, which mm. I like. But with the forms, not going into detail about the actual forms, what do you think of the new forms that were shown? If they are real, which they probably are real. Um, Again, I, I'm not the biggest Pokemon expert here, right? But to me, they look lazy. They they don't look very inspiring. They just kind of look like models that are half-assed, in my opinion. I don't know. They just don't look better than their original forms. Put it that way. Yeah, it, it's definitely mixed for sure. Like, there's one like flat out that's lazy. There's ones like okay, it, it's a little different. You, sure. can, you can tell it's a little different. And then there's some which we have on the uh, the page right here. What happened? Yeah. What happened? What is that? This looks like a concept art for me. Like it just looks like something that they started playing around with in the early build stages, and then they just kind of scrapped away. But what did they do to my boy Blue? Like what did they do? You know, like yeah. So (laughs) it's. I mean, again, you guys will you know find out for yourself when the game does come out next week. So, um, yeah, look forward to that. See how it is, and you kind of hold judgment and until that game comes out. We also don't know exactly how Arceus is tied into the game. We don't know how the God of Pokemon sure. is actually part of the story. So right. I'm glad that didn't get leaked. Oh, that's good. I'm I'm hoping yeah. that everything that you've told me so far seems positive as far as um, how the gameplay mechanics work. I, again, I, I do like the difficulty kind of boosted up a little bit more, which is nice. We talked about that with the Diamond and Pearl remakes with uh, Kevin, right, where the game right. just seems very easy to play and to the point where I got bored and I stopped playing because it was just way too easy for me, you know? Yeah, that's the one thing. As long as they make this game not boring and it, there's always something to do and something to work towards, yeah, I'm down. And after reading and, and hearing these leaks, I'm more optimistic about going into it than I was prior to reading those leaks, so... Yeah, because I was definitely a little bit higher on that spectrum of like, oh, this game's going to be great. But then talking to you and then just kind of seeing the trailers again, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. This is uh, this might be not Bad. so good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I, I th- this hearing this, I definitely got a little bit more excited about it. Um, definitely, guys, check it out. Uh, we're going to be doing another uh, special event with Kevin. Uh He's coming back to join our podcast, and we're going to be talking about uh, Pokemon Arceus, and we're going to just deep dive, you know, do another deep dive and, and just kind of talk about everything that we've played and stuff like that. So check that out. Not uh, the game, the day it comes out, but maybe what February six or something like that, the, the week after. Um, we'll, we'll we'll kind of announce that when it does happen. But I'm going to try and beat it before uh, we get. On, I'm just kidding. There's no, there's no way I'm going to beat that before we get on the podcast. Dude, you're insane. Don't do that. <laughs> but. I'm excited. We'll see what happens. We'll talk more about that when the game comes out and then we have Kevin on the show. News number four, Sony working on a DualSense controller. Uh, the DualSense controller has been out for a little while here, uh, and now Sony is already looking for ways to improve it. Sony filed a new patent that reveals they are working on a new controller design featuring a collapsible control stick. That means the controller sticks could retract into the body of the controller, allowing for a more slick and comfortable design. The concept seems more of a comfort thing than anything. So, first off, Rob, do you do you really think Sony is building a completely new controller simply because of the patent that they have for the no. for the thumbsticks? The companies release you know files for patents all the time, right? So that way they can work on it and see if it's something that's like liable, right? Even if it's not this generation, it might be next generation, but. It is. It was an interesting find that they they are they are kind of working on something like that. Where I, I don't know if it's necessary, but it'd be cool. Like imagine if the controller just go whoop whoop into the into the controller. I would make it very sleek. Yeah. Right. And then if you can even adjust like this, like how high you want the like if there's to like go, three levels to it or something. Yeah. That would be sick because instead of just like doing this, because you can lose these pretty easily. Yeah. I feel like that would be a pretty pretty slick move. For audio listeners, he's he's just holding his Xbox One controller and he's taking he's removing the uh, analog stick. So that's what he was yeah, doing the elite right one. Yeah. You can like pop off the stick. So that's what I'm thinking is like Sony has not made a premium version of their DualSense like Xbox has. So maybe this is something that's targeting that. 
Yeah, what think? that's what I thought. When I read this, I thought instantly, okay, maybe Sony is working up or ramping up to a point to release a DualSense Elite controller, right? That's my guess. And I think that'd be pretty cool if they did, if they actually had their own. Because I feel like Sony does miss the mark when it comes to being a little bit more customizable in that sense, right? You have Xbox doing all these things. We'll talk about Xbox a ton in a little bit here. <laughs> yeah. but And Sony. And, and Sony. Sony. But for, for as far as Xbox goes, they are definitely making the strides to make the Xbox platform feel more at home for yourself like you can customize the colors you can build your own controller you can um do a lot of customizable things as far as that goes if you want to buy an elite controller that's more pro like pro related that you can buy that as well whereas sony doesn't really have that you know like now they're starting to kind of release those colored ps5s but besides that they don't have anything that you can buy like an elite a PS5 controller, nothing of that nature. You know, nothing, nothing catering to like the the premium gamers, gamers, right? And I think that's what they're missing as well. But this could be it. This could be something that they're thinking about, or this could be another iteration of the DualSense that they're probably trying to release sometime next year, sometime the year after, and just kind of a tweak it a little bit and just make it a little bit more comfortable for players. Because I know there's been issues, and we've talked about this, you know, in the past and on the episodes here where the dual sense analog sticks have been kind of i don't know if they're wonky they don't they're not wonky. good they're not quality wise quality. they're not the best um i haven't had issues i've never had issues with mine but this could be the solution that they're trying to do at some point in the future but we'll have to see we'll see but i'm excited either way it should be something again this like you said this could be mean absolutely nothing this is just a patent that they they filed and that was it and they probably put this in their back pocket for some time later in the future that they later probably will never use exactly. yeah so uh just you know take that at your own, uh, uh, take that as you will basically rob news number 5 the, this is the big one in the room the elephant in the room the elephant in the room now this is going to tie into ptg talk so this is kind of almost going to mesh in together but stick with us here so for those that are living under a rock Microsoft has acquired Blizzard Activision for $70 billion. That is not a hyperbole. Like That is not a hyperbole. This is $70 billion. So the Overwatch, Diablo, Call of Duty, WoW, Candy Crush, and StarCraft will be joining Microsoft's lineup of exclusive games as the news took the gaming industry by storm Tuesday that Microsoft has acquired Activision Studios for a total of $68.7 billion. This is a quote from Phil Spencer here, so uh, stick with me here. Over many decades, the studio and teams that make up Activision Blizzard have have earned vast wellsprings of joy and respect from billions of people all over the world. We are incredibly excited to have the chance to work with the amazing, talented, dedicated people across Activision Publishing, Blizzard Entertainment, Beanox, Demonware, Digital Legends, High Moon Studios, Infinity Ward, King, Major League Gaming, Radical Entertainment, Raven Software, Sledgehammer Games, Toys for Bobs, uh, Treyarch, and every team across Activision Blizzard, end quote. So currently, the deal has not been completed and may not be completed until next year. But until then, Activision Blizzard will continue to operate as normal. So once the transaction has been completed, though, the business will report to Microsoft Gaming. Microsoft will also offer as many Activision titles within Game Pass and PC Game Pass as they can. Um, And this purchase is uh, during the whole midst of Activision's catastrophic criticism. If you don't know about that yet, uh, we haven't really talked about it too much on our podcast because of uh, obvious reasons. But uh, this is the same studio that has been sued by the state of California for their frat boy culture, unethical, toxic work environment, and sexual harassment claims. The source familiar with the deal states that once the transaction is fully complete, Activision CEO Bobby Kodak will depart from the company. And this has made uh, huge headlines because purchasing Activision's Blizzard Incorporated has made Microsoft the third largest gaming company by revenue, only behind Tencent and Sony. So there's still a bunch of other stuff that I have to say here, Rob, but let's just kind of take a break there, Rob. What do you think of this whole acquisition here? Like, this was huge. What do you think about this? I think it was the best thing for Blizzard Activision. I think that was a deal they couldn't really refuse in that sense, um, just because of the way 
things were trending for their um for all their studios you know and people love those ips right they love wow they love call of duty like they're that's they're the biggest in the gaming industry and the only reason why i felt like activision blizzard was able to hold on for so long was because of how big it was so it was so big like it couldn't fail one of those things kind of and the player base is so strong that it kept it kept that um studio afloat for for as long as it did now microsoft buying this man that's that's wild like they're becoming this now now that now they're the biggest one they're huge by a, a mile you know and, and to say like microsoft yes they they weren't that big like they were they were like competing with sony well no no now it's now they're the kings like undisputed you can't you can't there's nothing to do like they own a majority of the gaming space what do you think uh, there's so much to unpack here dude when i saw this news tuesday i was like my jaw hit the floor i was like no fucking way and, and it's funny because i was working and ed told me about this he texted me he's like dude microsoft just bought activision i'm like shut the fuck up so i looked it up and i'm like holy shit they actually did it there's a lot to unpack here rob um there's questions like who who's really benefiting from this, right? I know Microsoft is clearly benefiting from this, but as far as gamers go, how are they benefiting from this? You know, um, them acquiring a major third-party developer. How does that change everything in the gaming industry? Because obviously, there's players that play Call of Duty on the Sony side. How would that change anything for them? Basically, I mean, we have that information because they have said that. Games that are currently on the so uh, on Sony platforms, as far as like Warzone and things like that, will not change at least until their um, contracts are over, right? So that's something that we don't have to worry about till you know a couple years down the line, depending on how long their contract is. But one of the biggest questions is how is Microsoft going to house Call of Duty in the future? Is it going to be an exclusive to Microsoft? And if so, does that mean that they're eliminating a completely full install base on sony side would that make sense for them you know what i mean like they spent 68.7 billion dollars for that is that I, something that makes sense i think we should kind of steer away say say clear of talking about sony until we'll have a separate section of that we're just specifically talking about sony i think we should talk about microsoft and, and microsoft basically as far as like how does it help these two sony that's a whole different com that's a whole different conversation because there's so many things about what they're going to do on their end and how it's going to yeah. affect them but let's kind of unpack this piece by piece versus kind of like jumping in you know um yeah man sony i we'll, we'll talk about them right we'll, we'll we'll get we'll get there but with microsoft purchasing this stuff how how is it allowed almost in a sense like right. it's, it's almost like they now have access to so many gamers. And not only that, it's just going to make them so much money. So much money. Because what's going to happen is the people that are on Game Pass, they might be like, well, if you want to play WoW, you have to get Game Pass. And it's like a super duper subscription now. right? Super it's going to be like the WoW Game Pass Plus or something. And it's like 20 bucks a month now. Because we even talked about the subscription part of that thing. Because call because WoW is all subscription based. Yeah, you pay fifteen bucks a month. So how, maybe how they can they incorporate that? that into Game Pass. They don't have to give you that fifteen dollars subscription. They just say, "Hey, it's gonna go come to Game Pass." So play or you know just will it on Game Pass. Activision and Blizzard, Blizzard Activision. Will it still remain Blizzard Activision? So when you pop up, wow, are you gonna see Microsoft Studios on there? You're gonna see Microsoft. Probably not. You'll probably just still see Blizzard Activision, yeah. right? As the, so I, my guess, I don't yeah. think, huh? That's my guess. Yeah, yeah. So I think on the surface, not a ton will change there, because I don't see Microsoft completely re changing the formula of the way these games work because they've been successful for so long for a reason. So I don't think Microsoft is trying to do like this big shakeup and completely change everything because they could change everything for the worse and then that would be really bad. I disagree. 
I think they are here to make a impact. They made an impact. Oh, oh, so I think impact in what sense? I think culture-wise, they're they're trying to to make a huge impact because mm-hmm. that you we know the culture there was was awful and toxic and gaming-wise. I don't know. I I think that you something... just took you just you just took a huge third party developer company from from the gaming industry and just made it your own. That that there's repercussions in a good way or a bad way. There's repercussions to that. You're so now. What are the big three or what are the big like developers for third parties like EA, Ubisoft, Band- Bandai, you know, Namco, Square Enix, yeah. Japan. Like, but you're taking a huge one of those, and you're you're making it so that it could be exclusive to just your own company. That changes things. That changes the whole. What's my word, Rob? Landscape, right? Like that shit well, makes it. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's changed the landscape, but I don't think it's we're gonna see it change so quickly. It's gonna no. be a very oh, no. gradual change. Very, oh, for very sure. Slow change. Yeah, I mean, again, this is something that's still in the works. There's still. Uh, news coming out every day because of this like this is not going to happen like like i just read it's not going to happen anytime soon at least until everything is get their their ducks in a row so i'm assuming by next year at some point they'll finalize the agreement and all that stuff but it's just crazy to see because i think what what xbox is trying to do right now is really make it so hard for consumers to not look at game pass and be like yeah i need to buy that like you know what i mean like they have made an extraordinary amount of value into the game pass that i'm shocked right now honestly i'm shocked that that's still how much it costs right now like how much is it right now is it tw- uh, 10 10 bucks a month I think it's like f- it's 15 i think for ultimate and it's and 15 for ultimate for, for for pc for, i for i will be shocked if this thing doesn't go up another five bucks or something honestly there's just so much well, value into this right now it, it depends on what's included now if you get cod and you're getting you know, wow with this stuff, then yeah, that's going to, there's going to be significant price increase. I don't know, but we, again, we don't know how those subscriptions are going to change, right? Like, are you going to have to launch COD and wow within Xbox app, or is it going to stay in uh, Battle.net? No, I, I doubt that. I doubt Battle.net is going to even be a thing. They're gonna they're trying to incorporate it so that I don't think all the games are going to be on Game Pass, but they're they're going to make it so that this like Activision as a whole is a part of Xbox now. They're not going to try to make it so that you're jumping over like through hoops now. You know what I mean? So I don't know, man. I think what they did was ballsy. What they did was like really bald. But for them to purchase activision and on top of that we didn't even talk about the whole in the midst of them having these huge criticisms and issues with bobby uh bobby kratek or whatever his name is like that is crazy for them to just do that so he's leaving which is good right the ceo of activision yeah so what how is microsoft going to change the you know activision as a whole as far as like the 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 work environment there like i feel like that's a it's if if anything that's a good thing for for activision right i feel like they're gonna look into this and be like okay well things are rough right now right there have been rough for quite some time now so what do we do to make it a better work environment you know well you put leadership there that's actually gonna you know yeah that not takes, be that guy you know mm-hmm. what i mean like exactly and so not I to say Mike, not to say microsoft doesn't have issues itself but you know they they will definitely move activision to the right direction so yeah i i think that this is something that there's so much to unpack there's so many what ifs that's impossible to kind of like predict what's exactly going to happen with mm-hmm. this deal um will quality go up more than likely of quality of things because they're going to want to be able to treat this new baby and make sure that like it's it's taken care of right they're 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 not because the worst thing they do is have people leave have people not play these games anymore right. like if that's you destroy happen. wow you know that that's something that you can't you can't do that you there's no there's no going back after that yeah. cod no, you destroy that... cod that cod base you're done no, that, that's not going to happen. I think, if anything, they're going to make this 
this is going to be big for Activision, obviously, because they for 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 some time now, Activision has been known for like being like the Call of Duty like machine, right? Like constantly every year we're we're getting a new Call of Duty, right? I feel like now with uh, right under Microsoft now, they're able to maybe spread their wings a little bit more and be a little bit more creative as far as like what they can release and what they can announce. What they can do with Call of Duty. Right? What they can do with um, Call of Duty yeah. or not even not even have Call of Duty come out every year. Maybe have it not annual base, although it does make a shit ton of money every year, so that doesn't even make sense. So I think Call of Duty will still be annually. But again, change it up a little bit and make kind of bring a little bit more life to Call of Duty, you know? Do are they going to be doing the same thing that Activision Blizzard was doing, where every year they would have like the the people making the game, so Treyarch uh, or Treyarch, Treyarch, uh, Infinity yeah. Ward. Who's the other one? Sledgehammer. Sledge. Are they going to also be rotating every, these yearly releases, or Microsoft's like, nah, we're going to probably just make one super company to make just Call of Duty? What do you think they're going to do with that rotation? That's a good question. I think if if I were them, I would probably keep one studio making Call of Duty and the other two studios do something different, completely different. Hey, guys, what do you want to do for, like, what's the next big Call of Duty game that you want to make? You know, obviously not a Call of Duty game, but something as big as Call of Duty. They have the, they have the titles to, to kind of keep them holding off for a little bit, right? So they have games to steer them away from like delays and stuff like that so they have the time to do that now they have the studios right they have a bunch of studios now so they can definitely do that but i can definitely see them doing that where they hold off on making call of duty like you know kind of like spinning it off every three developers and then having one developer just do it so that the other two developers can kind of spread their wings a little bit get creative make something new and fresh and kind of have remove that burnout that i'm sure a lot of the um the workers there are are experiencing experiencing right now do you know what's crazy is that back and i think it it was 2001 when microsoft first announced that you know they're gonna be in the the gaming industry and releasing their first console xbox who would have thought this many years later now they're the biggest compared to for how long they've been in the gaming industry compared to nintendo and sony whoo I mean, now I think you're jumping the gun right now. I don't think they're the biggest quite yet. They're definitely getting there for sure. I don't think they're the biggest quite yet. Remember, they're still, as far as sales wise, they're still the third biggest gaming company, you know. Um, but they're definitely up there with quality as far as what console and uh, what uh, IPs they have, right? Um, I don't know. I, again, I, I still, I still see this. That's so funny. There's so much. I don't. There's so much to unpack. I don't know. There's. I. Just, I can definitely see Microsoft. Even revisiting older titles too, right? Amongst the catalog of what Activision has, like I know Phil Spencer mentioned something about you know possibly revisiting or, or being happy about having Guitar Hero or things like that. Things that like he enjoyed as a kid, like those things. I'm sure he would like to revisit and possibly see if there's something that they can make you know they have access to crash bandicoot like there's things that you don't think about and you're like holy shit like they have a catalog of games yeah they have a ton now and it just seems like microsoft wants to be the place where if you want to play you want to play any type of game you do it right then and there it doesn't matter how you're playing it we we got you and that's 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 held true with the fact that you can play most of game xbox games on pc game pass mm. and now you have the, the the less expensive microsoft or uh xbox series s and then if you want premium you have the xbox series series x right um so i think they're and then uh, you have the same thing with the x cloud where you can play your phone now so right. they really are trying to be trying to get this in everyone's hands as much as possible um, no matter where you are, what's what's your what's your budget? Like you can play these games, which I think is a fantastic, fantastic. And we have this huge catalog. Literally any type of game you can imagine, we we have it here. Granted, we didn't make those games. You know, we didn't. <laughs> we had to buy a lot of studios to like acquire those. those yeah, things. these are not but, studios that they're building from the ground up. They're just studios yeah, that they're yeah, purchasing. Exactly. But I mean, but, it works. You know. Yeah. Exactly. 
So a lot of people were saying like, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about this later. But yeah. well, just to um, go back a little bit about what you mentioned about Call of Duty, how it, it was, uh, it's getting kind of stale, right? We mentioned that a little right. bit earlier. Um, just to throw some numbers out there, the NPD group reveals sale numbers for December 2021 and closing year for Call of Duty Vanguard and Black Ops Cold War are the top two best selling games of the year. The series has been the best selling franchise for dollar sales for 13 years in a row. Just to put that into perspective, that although we think that it's really dipped in quality which i believe it has there's a shit ton of other people that are still buying call of duty because it's call of duty and that just tells you like we are just a small little fucking slither mm-hmm. of if the it, gaming it matter, industry like, well you're not our our uh, demographic target ar- you, yeah like, target audience you're not you're not, you're not, our, you're not our audience anymore so whatever you know johnny down the street's buying it though who cares and his right. five brothers are buying it and so, so it just makes sense for them to keep this annually because there's there's no sense in they, they can yeah, improve the, data the quality. Show, the data shows that it's making a lot of money. So why would you stop? Because right. a few people saying you think it's getting stale, which, yeah. I mean, it's not what I want, obviously. But exactly. who cares what I say? Exactly. You know what I mean? So, so really yeah. interesting. I am fascinated by this whole thing. You know me, Rob. I love this type of stuff. I eat this shit for dinner. Like, I enjoy this type of, like, industry shifting and, and acquiring companies and things like that. So I am fascinated by this. I love all, all of this. And I'm just wondering... What will Sony do? Well, let's talk about that a little bit in PTG Talks. All right. So, PTG Talks. How does Sony now compete with Xbox? Rob, I wanted to I want to kick it to you. I want you to really dive deep into that head of yours. What do you think Sony is going to do to react to Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard? This is a tough one because I think there was a there was a, there was a place in time where Microsoft and Sony were like battling each other, mm. right? They were they, remember the whole console wars of PS3 versus Xbox oh, 360. Yeah. I feel like as the years progress, especially with the PS5 and Series X, it's not necessarily about which one is better. It's about which one do you prefer, right? Um, and I don't think they're really trying to compete with each other anymore i think they're each trying to do their own thing and doing whatever they're doing extremely well we can't really talk about nintendo because nintendo's in a different planet they just they can literally shit out you know a new mario game and people <laughs> will buy it they're an enigma you know what i mean it's, yeah. it's nintendo yeah but but the sony i think what sony's gonna try and do is i think they're trying to take the nintendo route of things where mm. when they come out with a playstation game well a playstation exclusive you're going to go and eat that shit up. You're going to buy it day one. It's just that they haven't had as long as a time as Nintendo has to establish, you know, who they are. Like, they don't... Granted, Nintendo has Pokemon, Mario, Zelda, right? They have the big ones, like uh, Metroid. They have those big guys. Sony is slowly trying to become that. You know, they got Ratchet and Clank. They have... Um, the Uncharted series, they have the Last of Us series, like they, ha- but it's like almost more mature sure. in a sense. It's it's more of a serious, more realistic tone to what Nintendo's doing, and also more premium than right. what Nintendo's doing. Um, so to compare them to Microsoft at this point in time, I feel like it, it's it's kind of like I don't think they don't feel like they want to compete anymore. Even Phil Spencer said about the Call of Duty thing. Microsoft is trying to play nice with Sony. They're like, listen, we, we acquired it. We're okay with like letting you guys still get Call of Duty because we know that would be a huge impact to your player base. Will Microsoft be like, well, you got to pay us. This-. You know what I mean? Like, is it going to be that? That's where it gets a little money, muddy with, with Sony and Microsoft. It's like, well, now that we share this stuff, how are you going to treat us? I agree. I think the only way for this to to kind of go at a happy medium for both parties is that if Sony and Microsoft sit in a room and like, okay, you've acquired Activision, you have Call of Duty, how do we make this work so that Call of Duty still is a Sony product as far as being able to be played on Sony Sony consoles? Because now, since that, you're also now making money off of Call of Duty because you own Call of Duty. Yeah, so this all the is, sales that get to go on PlayStation, you guys now make the money off of that. So it would be, it'd behoove you not to to give Call of Duty to PlayStation. 
And the thing is, too, this isn't something that's been not done before, right? Like, the, again, Microsoft has been making big boy moves. They've done that, I think, years ago with Minecraft, right? We still play Minecraft. You can play Minecraft right now on PlayStation. But Do you play Microsoft, on your phone if you want. Right, but Microsoft owns it. Microsoft yeah. is the holder of my, Minecraft. So they're, they're just double dipping at this point, right? And that's what I know Sony's hard-headed when it comes to things like that. And I know that there is kind of like a... Uh, a rivalry sort of in, in that sense of between them but they kind of have to fold and, and and kind of understand like all right well fair game now we what do you want for call of duty because we can't we can't lose that you know what i mean we can't afford it, to, to lose call of duty and, it, and like you said point. it behooves both parties it behooves uh microsoft for them to actually do it because they're gonna make a shit ton of money if it's on sony's platform again we forget sony has had countless um deals with activision in the past to kind of make it make it seem that call of duty is like a sony title right they've had exclusive content they've released um, on sony plat- platforms first um Again, these ex- exclusive deals have they're not no strangers to us. There's just something that they've been doing for years. And it's funny because in the past, you know, decade or so, Sony has been trying to make it seem that Call of Duty is a Sony title or you can only play Call of Duty on PlayStation first, right? And now the tides have turned completely. So, it's very interesting to see what they have in store for like how this whole thing plays out in the future and it's it's just it's funny because it's it's make it's forcing Sony to do something. So you're saying Sony is gonna take the Nintendo route where they're just gonna stick to their guns and play and say, Hey, here is the premium product that you want, guys. Play our games exclusively on PlayStation. You can't get them anywhere else. But do you think that this pushes Sony to actually purchase third party uh, third party companies out, just like how Microsoft did? Um, I want to say if they do purchase another company, it's, it's very knee jerky. It's like, you did it. So I have to do it now. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's very Sony to do. They kind of go at their own pace and, and do their own things. Remember the PS3 and and the Xbox 360 were both radically different, Mm -hmm. right? Whereas Xbox, PS2 kind of similar in a sense right where but those two were just they went completely do two different things two different routes i think sony needs to just i don't want to say take the l take it in the chin yeah yeah just just be like all right like and here's the thing here's the thing a lot of people play have a playstation in the united states right and microsoft is huge in the united states but Microsoft is not, or Xbox is not as big in Japan, basically. Mm-hmm. And what's huge in Japan? PlayStation. Right. PlayStation is always bigger in Japan. And that's like their target market is is Japan because that's where it originated from. So I don't think they're going to do this knee-jerk thing because they're trying to capture all of this. And again, too, Japanese developers tend to be, a, like you said, a lot more hard-headed. Yeah. with these types of things you know they're they're very like no we're not getting rid of this and we're, we're making we're doing it this we're doing it this way because it's the way it is and that's mm-hmm. it whereas microsoft is like i'm just gonna buy this because because we I got the to. money for it yeah yeah so um I, I like for example you as a playstation fan does this make you be like fuck my ps5 i'm going to xbox now no, you still love your PS5. No, you still love Sony games. This doesn't change any anything for you as, as a Sony fan. You're still going to buy Sony products. It just happens that Microsoft has her hands on a little more now with everyday stuff. Yeah. You know? Um, but I can definitely see it changing the tides for the general consumers. If they see something like this, like a headline or something on, online saying like, oh, Activision or Call of Duty now going to Xbox, does that mean that I have to buy an Xbox now? Like, I can see that change in dynamic for some people. Again, people that aren't really into the the whole gaming news like how we are, right? Um, but regardless, I think it does make Sony... A, there, there have been... When this was announced on Tuesday at like 5.30 in the morning, they... Sony was shitting some type of bricks. I'm telling you right well, now. Well, the beams. The beams were just like Sony is like, like, like oh, snap. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I mean, we didn't even talk about this, but I think 20% of their, of their uh, sales dipped because of this whole announcement, you know? Yeah, and for sure. 
that that speaks volume, right? That if if you're touching Sony's money, if you're touching any company's money, that means that they have to react somehow, right? And we've talked about this in the past with the whole Sony uh, Game Pass that they potentially might be announcing at some point this year. That means more true now than ever. I feel like now, so they now, have to do now comes like the talk where if I'm a person and I'm going to pick, I'm in, I'm in that bucket where I can afford to get a PS5 or Xbox Series X. I have to choose one. I don't I don't have any preference. I've had both I've had, you know, both Sony consoles in the past and Xbox which is going to be the better option for me. Okay. Well, what does Sony have? Well, Sony has a more premium console. They have the exclusive games that I can play. Um, they have the PlayStation collection on on there, right? Where I can play most of Sony's first party titles for free if I have PlayStation Network membership. Mhm. Let's look at Xbox. Xbox, I don't really need to buy games right off the bat because I just have to pay $15 a month and I get almost all Xbox games for $15 and I can play so many. I have the ability to play on a PC if I want to pick up my progress from the PC. You know what I mean? So if you're looking at it from... What's the better deal? The Series oh, X will always, 100%. always be the better deal because of you're paying for the exclusives is what I'm getting at with Sony. Mm-hmm. Sony, if they had something where it's like you can play all of these games too for 15 bucks a month, then it's, it levels it out a little bit, you know. So they definitely need to get on that Game Pass train because that's the future. A hundred percent, and I think that's what Microsoft. Xbox is trying to do and trying to really tell us all right here, right? Whether this is a digital era, Game Pass is here to stay. Game Pass is going to be the revolutionary thing that happens in the gaming industry. And you can tell that that's happening right now. We're in that moment right now, right? And so for Sony not to react and not have their own Game Pass of some sort coming up soon, I, I find that ridiculous. I feel like that is not the the way to go. So I know there's some they're cooking up something as far as Game Pass goes. Now, to your point, regardless if they announce it today, tomorrow, next year, it is not going to be as good as Game Pass for Xbox because they've had X amount of years to develop this, to build this, to 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 make it where it is right now. Excuse me. Whereas Sony is starting from scratch and starting right now and almost kind of starting off like how you are like how you're saying where they're doing it based off of like counter reacting with all the stuff that Microsoft has been doing, I almost feel like Sony's going to do it and half-ass it in the beginning. Where you want you want to know a way how they can actually make it pretty easy? What's that? Um, when you release this, make older games accessible, older titles that you haven't been able to play in such a long time because you don't have a PS3, you don't have a PS2 to like boot this up. I'm talking about like the old Metal Gear Solids, you, you put all those bad boys on there. You put all the Final Fantasies on there. You put all the Tomb Raiders on there. Like every thing that you can only play exclusively on a PS3 or something like that or, or a PS1, put that on there because people still liked that nostalgia. Hence the Nintendo Game Pass thing where they are trying, they're charging X amount of money to play N64. You put some old titles on there. Again, granted, me and you aren't really the, the demographic for that, but people love playing those old games again. But is that the May- answer? I don't think so. I don't think I that's think the answer help. for them. I think it would certainly help with the the catalog. Sure. Of what you can choose from. Yeah, they have it, they it have the catalog. A hundred percent. They have the catalog for it. Um, it, it gets dicey though when you start talking about their previous games when it comes to Crash Bandicoot, right? Activision. You know what I mean? Like, does that? How does that work? if you try to do that stuff, you know, like, I don't know how that would work now in a digital era where game pass Xbox and Activision are now all one, you know? So it, it gets dicey when it comes to that stuff. Um, obviously crash isn't the all and all be all, but that's what I'm talking about. Where as far as like, what about companies or developers that have gone like gone under, like they're not even existing anymore. So does that work still? Like, I don't know how that works, but I get, I get your point where you're saying like, bring back the old catalog, but I just don't think that that's enough with this type of news where now Activision is a part of Xbox, I think they need to do something. If you say they need to buy another company, I think that's just, that becomes a dick measuring contest. Well, th- at that point, opinion. yeah, I agree. But it kind of fold, it kind of 
opens up Sony and like, what do we do now? Like, are they gonna stick to their to to their ways and just make a Game Pass and then what? What are you What are you gonna do with that Game Pass? It's gonna take years for you to to build that up. And even having a Game Pass in itself feels like a dick measuring concept. We're like, oh shit, Xbox is doing it. They're doing great now. I have to do it now too. Like it's regardless, it's 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 a dick measuring contest whether you look at it or not. You know, so. I mean, I, look at these streaming services, right? Look at all the streaming services we have now. We had, we had cable, right? And now Netflix came out. Hulu came out. Now every other, now every cable network is like, there's Peacock Plus, there's Paramount Plus, there's CBS Plus now. There, so eventually, and Sony being the cable company, and this says, fact that like everyone's shifting over to this more streaming service, they, they, they have to fold that way too. So... I think they definitely need to have something that caters to that Game Pass because Xbox and Sony are more similar to each other than Nintendo is. Nintendo, again, is they're their own thing. You can't really... Honestly, you can't, you can't. this purchase makes, in my opinion, feel... It, it makes Microsoft in a different realm in themselves. I feel like they're not competing with Sony anymore. They're not competing with no, Nintendo, no. obviously. No. If anything, I feel like they're competing with the likes of like Apple, the likes of like uh, Google. Uh, Google and um, Amazon. Amazon, like the the big hitters. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, they're this purchase. That's what I'm saying. That trying to compete against Microsoft is a losing battle, and they shouldn't put their resources into trying to beat them because they won't beat them. Because you know what's going to happen? Microsoft going to buy something else. <laughs> yeah. I, I just buy Konami and buy Square Enix. That is all. It's not going to be as big as fucking buying Activision, but shit. If I get a, a Metal Gear Solid game now because you bought Konami and I get all the Square Enix games, all the Square Enix titles, I, I don't think go. I don't think they, they they would they would be able to buy Square Enix. No, I think for sure. Like, no, no, they're not. They would be like, no, Square Enix. Be like, no, we're no. keeping Square Enix. We know it's how ridiculous it is. So, but I mean. I don't know. There's there's a lot. There's a lot. Activision was on I, the same boat. They made a shit ton of money. I think the only reason why they got bought is because of what all the criticism has been happening. You know, but if you were if you were if you talk to them like four or three years down the line, like prior to this, I think they would they have said no, like, no. You know, so no. This uh, I think Sony will be all right no matter what. Obviously, it's PlayStation's the household name. It'll, it'll never go away. Um, as far as that goes, did this hurt them? Yeah, it hurt him a lot. It hurt him a lot. But is there a reason to panic being a PlayStation owner or being so? I don't think there's a reason to panic. You know, keep pumping out those nice exclusive games that we love and giving us a Sony experience, and it, it's going to be all right. But again, Microsoft is becoming this huge conglomerate now. It's 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 massive, and I look back on Game Pass when it first came out. And I remember I was like, okay, there's some stuff here that mm-hmm. I would play. I would play that. I would play that. All right, cool. Now, I can't get through the whole entire catalog. I would be like, oh, I want to play that. Oh, I want to play that. Oh, I feel like I want to play that. But there's so many games in that catalog that it's impossible to go through. I mean, you it's said it before. It's crazy how much it's grown. You said it before where, like, does that make it worth it? If they have so much money, they have so many games that you're not even get the time to play it. Is it even worth doing it? Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Whereas Sony, you know, you're going to take your time on each every title because you know that there there's a quality to it. Yeah, I'm not saying that Microsoft doesn't have the quality to it, but but that's the thing. That's the difference between Microsoft and Sony. Microsoft can buy as many games as they want. Do they have the actual titles that Sony have? The quality of titles that Sony has? I don't think so. At least not yet. Maybe Starfield might be one of them. Maybe their next Gears might be the next one, but I, I don't see that happening. And I think regardless of how many games or how many companies Microsoft buys, they don't stack up to the quality of Sony, at least Sony titles, you know? Right. Sony is like a Marvel in a sense, right? Where like they come out with games and you know what to expect with their games. Sure, sure. You know? Yeah. I mean, honestly, most of the exclusives that have come out since from, from Sony recently have all been pretty good. <laughs> I can't think of a really bad exclusive that comes to mind recent in recent memory that is a bad Sony exclusive game. Right. Can you? No. No. I mean, I wouldn't put this in, the, in a bad category, but like Days Gone didn't, 
you know meet expectations Dang. as much as like yeah. what people wanted them to be but other than that i think everything else has exceeded if but not. i'm saying from like the ps5 cycle so far there has been nothing oh so bad. far for the ps5 cycle everything has been fantastic honestly yeah so everyone buy they need to double only. down on that they need to double down just like their exclusives that's all they've always been about and you see nintendo they do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they they do just fine for the most part you i know? mean again i'm fascinated to see what happens with this deal how this changes the gaming industry and how does this change sony as a company i can't imagine them just sitting down and being like all right we're just going to keep things the same way like something's changing and hopefully we find out very soon i could see like if you look at microsoft or sony's and nintendo's point of views right you look at sony they're like flipping through a newspaper and they see uh, microsoft buys blizzard activision and they're like, what the fuck? They're like running around freaking with their heads cut off and like things are going on fire and yeah. alarms are going off and stuff. And then you see their stocks and, $20 billion down the drain because of yeah, this whole yeah. announcement. They're like, oh, shit. And, and uh, freaking Nintendo, they're just like on a beach chair, just like looking through this paper and they see like, oh. Damn, that cool. sucks. <laughs> and like, oh, they're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And the new uh, the new Pokemon game's coming out next uh, next month or this, in two weeks. It's going to make us a bajillion money. Yep. Okay. It's funny. It doesn't phase Nintendo at all. It doesn't even hurt them in one bit. That's funny. No well, one said anything about Nintendo, right? Uh, no, because they don't care. Anything. Again, they're in a different league. They don't. They, yeah. They're not a part of this conversation, you know. But I don't know. I'm excited. We'll see what happens. But this is one of those huge gaming news moments that you're like, shit. You're not gonna forget about this for quite some time because this was something that changed the industry because of just this one purchase, you know. We'll um, to see in the next coming years. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, remember, um, you guys can find us on social media at Project Tech Gaming. Or better yet, if you wanna, if you like what you guys hear, go ahead and follow us on your favorite podcast service. And if you're feeling generous, give us a rating. This helps us in the algorithm so that gamers like you can find us on streaming services. Rob, any other tidbits or any other uh, info you want to throw at us before we leave? Um, just be on the lookout for that Pokemon episode for Legend Arceus with uh, Bingeworthy Gaming. Um, we'll be doing that soon and giving our impressions of the game. So keep on the lookout for that special episode. February 3rd. That's the date. February 3rd. We're gonna February be 3rd that. is going to be the date. Uh, we're, we're still looking on to get some, some different guests and stuff like that. Uh, still have that big reveal to show you guys. I know we're, we're taking a little long here to, to get it to you, but don't worry. It'll be worth it. Um, it'll be awesome. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for watching and listening and thanks for watching. See you.